0: Hello and welcome back to Collector and Son. I'm your host, John, and with me, as always, is my old man. This is Bob, and as always, I am the collector. And as always, Bob's fans are back and in full force. Thank you, fans. So, how are we doing today, Bob?
1: I'm doing okay. You know, it's going to be a nice day tomorrow, it sounds like. Nice and warm, and getting ready for
0: uh, the first. Game this week for MLB yeah. and watching the NCAA tournament. Uh, it feels like uh, it's been way too long with the you know shortened season last year. Right, baseball kind of flew by, and feel like you blinked and you missed it. So yeah, tickets to a game coming up here in a month, so I'm excited for that to actually be at a game. Definitely. So on today's docket, we're going to discuss the upcoming baseball season and everything memorabilia, and we're going to discuss a new. A collection you want to start, maybe, you've been talking about, so...
1: Yeah, I've been thinking about that, so, yeah, we can talk about that as well.
0: Well, without further ado, why don't we open this box, Dad? Let's go. All right, so, I just want to start out quickly by saying, last week we had our conversation about NFTs and what NFTs were, and we were a little confused about it, but we were wondering if it was going to take over the collecting world or not, and... You know, I was watching Saturday Night Live, and they had a skit about NFTs. Yeah, that's pretty funny. So uh, maybe we're we're behind the curve here. <laughs> we got to gotta, gotta get, get up on the hip new things going on in the collecting world.
1: Yeah, they had referred to Gronkowski's, yeah. you know, what he had sold. Or I think they that, must listen
0: to this podcast for sure. That's probably where <laughs> they got the idea for the skit. No, that would make total sense to me. <laughs> All right, so anything you'd like to add about NFTs?
1: no other than yeah now that you mentioned it i keep seeing it pop up in different right i saw something on uh one of my favorite bands of monsters and men and one of the um one of the band members was doing something with nft selling some of his artwork so i was like oh boy yeah you <laughs> know every time i look i see an right. nft reference
0: right yeah i was you know listening to some of the podcasts that i listen to uh yes i listen to podcasts along with hosting a podcast but I was listening to one of them and they were talking about NFTs as well. And I was like, what the heck? This is everywhere. Yeah. How am I the last to know about this? It's <laughs> taking over yeah, the, yeah. the world. Interesting. All right. So uh, with that out of the way, why don't we discuss uh, what you are hoping to start well, with your new collection?
1: Well, when we had Latroy on, he was talking about, you know, checking on eBay for some of his items. And we talked a little bit about that, you know, some of his game used uh, equipment and if those were the authentic and, just got me thinking about ebay again because i haven't been on ebay in probably 20 years but um i started looking through some of the items and it's like oh i could start doing some of my own collecting of cards that you know i never thought of doing it that way but i think that's a good way to do it um it's always tricky because you don't know what you're getting for sure i mean you see a picture but do you trust this person that's selling it um but yeah, you know, it's something i'm starting to think about and actually i did order something Two weeks ago, after our Latroy conversation, it was a Latroy Hawkins, 1995 signature rookies autograph card. Yep. So that was pretty cool, and that that arrived on time. I mean, really quick. I mean, I think I got it on. I think I was a high bid on Saturday, and um, I had it on Tuesday or Wednesday of that week. So it's kind <laughs> of good. Cool. It came in just as as promised. So as I was advertised, happy. Yeah. 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 Gotta love it. That's yeah. that's the good side of eBay for sure. But you know, we talked about our one of our favorite players of all time, Harmon Killebrew. Right. And I thought it'd be kind of fun to collect his tops cards from his rookie year to his, you know, last season. Right. So you're looking at, you know, about 20 plus years or 20 years of of his playing career. And, um, you know, some of those cards are going to be way out of my price range. The rookie cards are the ones that are graded really high. So I was going to
0: say, what do they normally go for?
1: Oh, I don't even know. I mean, I... Whenever it gets in the hundreds, I automatically, you know, don't bid on anything like that. Right. But I was thinking for the first couple of years, you know, the really valuable ones, I could get, you know, PSA grades that are pretty low, just to say I've got the collection of all his cards from, right, right. from the beginning to his last year. It'd be cool to get uh, the
0: graded tens and so on. But Well,
1: you know, and I what I want to do now is go through my uh, closet because I – I started collecting in the early 70s, like I had mentioned before in an earlier podcast. And I'm, I know I have some of those Harmon Kilbrew cards from like 72, 73, 74, 75. Um, and if I have those, you know, I'd, back then I wasn't concerned about the, the grading or anything. They didn't have grading. So they might be right. really nice. And, you know, if they're centered, if they're no creases and nice and clear, I, I might get those graded. That'd be pretty cool. And yeah, if you get something that's a 10 or a 9 or whatever, that goes for a lot of money. It's always a pretty cool process to get something graded as well. Yeah, that's something I haven't really done other than at a show, so I've never sent one in. Right. So that's, I think, the next step I'm going to try that, is go through my closet, find, you know, if it's a Harmon card or something else from the early 70s that is, you know, a valuable card, maybe Nolan Ryan or somebody.
0: I don't know if I've ever asked you this. Have you ever gotten a card graded? And if so, which ones?
1: We did at a show in Chicago because they had, I think, was it PSA or was it Beckett? I think it was Beckett.
0: Do you remember? Are you talking about the Blake Bortles card? Yeah. That was Beckett.
1: Okay. But that's it. I think that i got. That's all you've got, I mean, yet. i purchased some that would have been graded, but right. I haven't actually had any graded. Yeah, so I don't know if you want to tell that story about the Bortles.
0: Oh, I mean, we've mentioned it, you know, briefly before, but... We had gotten a box of football cards and opened it up. And this was, you know, back when Bortles was a rookie, just drafted. Yeah, what was he, a top three? He was the third pick. Overall pick. Yeah. And so we, you know, we pulled a Blake Bortles autographed rookie card. And, you know, you... You wonder at that time, anybody that's really a top five, you kind of get excited about top ten even. Oh, especially quarterback. Yep. It's not like it's an offensive lineman. This could be, you know, the next Tom Brady exactly, or Aaron Rodgers. exactly. And so? You get his rookie
1: card, and it's an on autographed one on top of it. And I went and got it graded, and it was a 9.5 out of 10. Yeah, I think the autograph was like a 10, and the card was like a 9
0: mm-hmm. or a 9.5, something so, like that. So it was pretty nice. It was very cool. It was you know, you, you started to get a little excited. You were like, this has the potential to be amazing. And yeah. then he goes and he takes Jacksonville all the way to the AFC championship game and loses, and you're thinking, <laughs> It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. He's going to get over that hump kind of like uh, Patrick Mahomes did, you know, when he lost to Brady, and then the next year he came back, got to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl. You kind of were thinking, like, this is it. This is Blake Bortles' career path here. He's going to be the next great quarterback and then we all know what happened. And we don't like to talk about it because it's kind of depressing. But it was a really cool, you know, process and experience and a bit of a gamble that you're kind of sitting there and you're rooting for a player that you normali- normally wouldn't root for because you have his card and you want him to do well. And unfortunately, it didn't pan out for us this time. But He's still in the league, right? Uh, last time I heard, he was a backup in Los Angeles for yeah. the Rams. I don't know if he's still there. After he's going to be pretty young, though. He's mid-20s. I'd say late 20s now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Not looking good. (laughs) No, not at all. But you know what? It is what it is. And it was a fun process. So hopefully the next time we get a card graded and we get a little bit of better luck
1: from it. Well, the next one we were thinking of getting graded was the Drew Locke, right? Yep. Because we the same type of thing. We got his rookie
0: card autographed. Not not a top three pick, not even a first round pick, but still a very you know, promising young quarterback prospect. And you'd think to yourself, okay. So has a chance. This could be the guy. And, you know, a lot of tools there that you like to see from a quarterback. He's got a strong arm. Um, you know, intangibles are there. It's just can he put it together? You know, Denver's building a decent squad around him. They've got, you know, Jerry Judy, K J Hamler, Cortland Sutton, if he can stay on the field, Noah Fan. He's got receivers to throw to. It's can he put it all together? Can he stay healthy? And if he can, maybe we got something there that would be nice yeah
1: so that was one that we might get graded but like i said as i go through my collection i will um i'll see if i can find some that have potential i know i had nolan ryan cards in the early 70s and i know i had a uh, it's kind of it's frustrating in the um I, I have rookie cards from or i had rookie cards of george brett robin yount really dave winfield that i sold <laughs> oh, no. right out of college because i needed money and i think i got you know probably 60 or 70 dollars for them which was good back then but boy i remember Come on, i remember a couple of those cards i they were like perfect i mean the centering was great I, I, and again back then they didn't have the grading so i didn't know it was just like oh this is a nice card it wasn't you know off centered it wasn't creased and i got the most value at that time for it but boy now if that graded at like a 9 or 10 it would be worth hundreds and you know
0: not thousands of dollars what are we saying, folks? Do we revoke the collector's title of collector or just call it Bob from you know, now I was on? desperate for money, so I didn't have anything
1: a poor college kid. I needed cash, and that's like, well, there's a quick way to get it. went to a card shop in the local town and sold the cards that I had that I knew people were interested in
0: look, Dad, I'm not mad, okay. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> I didn't have that you know
1: thinking ahead, I guess, Right. At foresight to know that, oh, they're going to have PSA grading, and if you get a Gem Mint 10 card, you're going to be, you know, rolling in it. <laughs>
0: right. Hundreds of thousands of dollars like they have now. And, you know, then you could afford all your Harmon Killebrews that you wanted by <laughs> yeah, selling, right. you know, selling away the George Brett and the Romagnon.
1: But what I'm saying is I still have a, quite a few cards from the 70s, so if I dig through it, I might find some that are, are worth getting graded. Like I said, I know I have Harmon Killebrew cards in there, and... If those look pretty good, it'd be interesting to see what they grade out at and how much it might, you know,
0: might be worth. Right. Yeah, we definitely should go through those, and then you should start to get on your your collecting grind here with the Harmon Killebrew. Start looking at eBay. I I looked a little bit today. I saw, you know, not only his cards of just him, uh, his top cards, but they also had cards of um, The home run leaders in the AL. So, yeah, picture I've got him, those. Picture I, of Mickey. I don't want to collect all those. That's just too much,
1: you know, because then you get all the little subset cards. Right. I mean, people do that, but I just want his actual card from that year. I think because, well, I'd, you know, people certainly it'd be worthwhile doing it, but that would be, I think, overwhelming to try to find everyone. Yeah, probably, but it'd be fun.
0: Something to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I think that, uh, like I saw one that's, I'm, keeping an eye on right now, and it might be closing here today. It's like $20 right now. Buy it now. Free shipping. It's a 1960 Harmon card. I think it's graded at like a 3.5. Mm. So, I mean, it's not, not bad. Terrible, but it's...
0: For back then, though, aren't the older cards, Um, most of them don't grade out that high? Be- well,
1: yeah, I don't think they have the same quality control that they do now in the when they're cutting cards, and there's so many in certain years that are off-center. Right. And to find one that's perfectly centered is that's a challenge. That's why I think they're worth so much.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that's one thing that you're looking to collect. And, uh, yeah, it be pretty cool. It should yeah. be a cool little, um, challenge for you. How many of them can you find? How many of them can you afford? And, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, you know. and I want to, yeah, I think I'd like to get them all graded too on top of it if, if possible. So, like I said, I think the first years I'm going to have to go through eBay or at a card show and, Mm-hmm. and find them that way and just um, hope that, you know, everything that I get is, you know, a reputable seller and that it's the the thing that they're
0: selling is correct and they're not trying to pull one over on me. Right. It's unfortunate because I know, um, you know, back in the day, not too long ago, a couple months ago, uh, Hit Parade had a box of cards that were from that era. So look mm-hmm. for Harmon Killebrew rookies, Mickey Mantle rookies, et cetera. And you got three cards, and that was the Hit Parade. You got three graded cards, graded seven. Um, Right. And it was, if I would have known about the potential here that you wanted to try to collect all the Harmon ones, that would have been a cool one to get. But at the moment, Hit Parade is not selling um, that Hit Parade again. So they're probably, it's going to come back around, I'd assume, but not right now.
1: Well, I'm looking at the latest uh, Sports Collector's Digest that I get. And they have in there an uh, auction coming up, heritage auction, and they have you know an advertisement showing some items that are going to be for sale, and they have a Hank Aaron rookie card, uh, graded eight, uh, PSA uh, near mint, mint eight. Hmm. They're estimating it to go to forty at forty thousand dollars. Wow, plus so at least forty thousand dollars. That's so that's uh,
0: a Hank Aaron not eight.
1: Right, and again, I think anything over
0: uh, seven at that from cards from that era is going to be valuable. Right, I mean, I was also a little gun shy. Speaking of hit parades, because we did the Michael Jordan rookie card uh, <laughs> yeah. hit parade. Such high hopes, and we got. Do you want to say? I still don't even remember. Was it Gerald Henderson? Gerald Henderson.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he was a
0: decent player in his time, but nobody that okay. anybody remembers. Yeah, and I mean, like you said. um, it's cool to have a card from that era, that that box in particular. Yeah. That. But not the Michael Jordan. Not well, Magic I mean, Johnson. Yeah,
1: Magic Johnson, or we could got Larry Bird or Charles Barkley, any of those guys. Uh, Patrick Ewing.
0: Right. That would be nice. Speaking of that Michael Jordan Nikita card, I, I see that on your your heritage uh, Heritage auction. They have a gem mint oh, yeah, ten.
1: Gem mint ten eighty six Fleer Michael Jordan rookie card, estimated. Bid will be $500,000 and I bet it's plus. I bet it's even more than that. Actually, this auction was done a week ago, so we could look it up and see oh, the so we final results. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, shoot. I had that 500000 just burned I, was, all my I was ready for it. I was ready.
0: <laughs> I was ready to spend it all, too. Rats. Oh, man. Um, what else were they selling? I know there was something that you were telling me about that you were well, interested in. Obviously, we missed out. But. Well,
1: yeah, and I wasn't going to pull the trigger on it. But, boy, if I had $20,000 to spend, they have a Hank Aaron 1976 game worn Brewers uniform. That's probably from his last year. I'm guessing. I'd, I'd have to look it up. Um, they're estimated that that's going for twenty thousand. And I'm really curious if it went for that because that I think would be well worth it. I could see that going up quite a bit in the next few years.
0: Oh, definitely. I mean, that seems very reasonable at least priced. Yeah,
1: I mean, of the items that they have here, I think that would be the one that I'd want to get. More than anything else, you know, compared to some of the cards, I'd rather have the game-worn jersey that he wore, in, you know, with the Brewers.
0: It would be pretty cool if it was signed, but... Um,
1: yeah. But... But just to have the game-worn, you know, jersey, that's... I, I, I'm surprised it, they're estimating it at only 20000
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm i curious, since you said that it's over, I'm curious what it ended up selling for. Yeah, I mean, uh, Heritage Auction... They seem to have a lot of cool items. I see they also have a uh, Pat Mahomes (laughs) and Pat Mahomes Jr. autograph uh, card. That's pretty cool. I actually saw the story behind that on Twitter. Oh, you did? Yeah, so apparently it was uh, some guy that was asking for Pat Mahomes autograph, and it must have been bring your kid to work day. And Pat Mahomes Jr. was sitting there. I think he was, they said, three or four at the time. Was he with the twins at that time or a different team? The Rangers. Oh, okay. I believe. And, uh, or. Yeah, it could be. He, uh, you know, just decided to be nice and ask Pat Mahomes <laughs> Jr. to sign it as well. He signed the back of it and he just wrote Pat. <laughs> and it's pretty cool. He was six years old? Yeah, six.
1: There's supposed to be video proof
0: of it. Have you seen the video? I haven't seen the video, but I I Wonder saw how they the took story. A video back then. Yeah, that's a good question. I must have had like a well, 2001. Did. I mean, that's not super. Uh, did they have uh, that on your phone at that time? No, did you take video, so it I, had to be. A, you had to have I a camcorder or something.
1: Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Weird.
0: But yeah, that was that's cool too. I mean, I mean that's estimated for three thousand. Yeah, I feel like that's more of a if you got the money to spend, <laughs> yeah. get it as like a joke. Like, look, I have Patrick Mahomes Jr.'s autograph, and people would be like, "Oh, really?" And they'd be like, "Yeah, He's when he so was six years old." Pat. Pat. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, "You wrote that yourself? Don't lie to me."
1: <laughs> I think I'd rather have the Hank Aaron jersey myself, but well, yeah, but yeah. that's
0: seventeen thousand dollars more. Yeah, well, right. let's
1: see what it goes for. That should be coming out. of to look that up and see how much it actually sold for. Uh, maybe
0: next week we'll know. But that's pretty, I thought that one was pretty funny, and I thought the story behind it was pretty cool, too.
1: Yeah, and they have, like, a box of 1980 Topps basketball. Selling for 60000 is what they estimate Estimate it is. Hmm. Why is that? Well, I think that had the Magic and Bird rookie year. Yeah, it's, it's their rookie year. Gotcha. So, but they have also, they have the uh, Fleer. They had a box of Fleer, 86 a basketball. Yeah. You know, with Jordan's rookie. Uh, so for 300,000, so this is a past option. Jeez, but if you think about that. What get, if you don't pull a Michael, though? Well, you have to, I think. I think there's 36 packs in there. I don't know what the odds are. Maybe like one in every fine. What if you pull a Michael Jordan and it's ripped, like it's, it's <laughs> yeah. you know, on All accident centered or something? Yeah, but I think you'd probably get you know, five or six Jordans in that at least, or that's a thought. Maybe I don't know if you'd get that many, but at least that. If you got five of them, and if they probably if they graded out at like tens or nines, you probably get you know hundred thousand possibly for each one. Again, though, what if you don't? Yeah. So I mean, it's a risk. It's It's like a a lottery ticket,
0: expensive lottery ticket. But kind of a guaranteed lottery ticket. Like you know you're going to get the Michael Jordan card. It's just a matter of how good is that card going to be graded. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a risk. So. It might be something you hold on to for ten years and expect the value to go up, but then again, you never know the value could go down. I mean, it keeps going up. At some point, it's going to have to stop. You would think. You would think. But you never know. Yeah. Well, there was the Hannes Wagner card that Joe Garagiola had, and um, I was just reading about that one. I think that was great. I don't think it was even great. It was just graded as authentic because it was in such bad shape. Um, it went for like. 1.2
0: million or something and that one keeps going up as well yeah so. yeah that one always i think that one's going to retain its value yeah i suppose it's more rare than the jordan so yeah i mean very cool a couple cool auctions we should get in on some of these auctions i mean obviously <laughs> yeah, get the millions we probably wouldn't have the money for them but just to kind of sit in and watch them you know virtually or something just to kind of see what happens i'm curious Oh, I excuse know.
1: me, I was I was incorrect on that. I just looked at the article, um, that Hannes Wagner card, mm-hmm. $2.52 million.
0: That's not that much. Uh, Joe <laughs> Garagiola
1: traded his uh, game uni- uniform for that card. Well, geez, it was like such a great deal for Joe. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. And it's, um, yeah, like I said, I think it was just graded as authentic because it was, um, it was in pretty bad shape. Yeah.
0: Interesting. 2.52 $2 million dollars.
1: Yeah. Wow. And, you, know, you probably could have got it a couple, you know, not a couple years ago, but let's say 20 years ago for, I don't know, probably $50,000, $100,000. it would be a good investment. But again, do you have that kind of money? Are you willing to risk that? Right.
0: So, you know, you're interested in trying to collect all these Harman Killebrew cards now. Is there anything else that you're hoping to start collecting?
1: No, you know I've always more into the autographs and the like. I said the when I go to shows, I don't spend that much time looking for cards. I don't know. I'd, it's probably me just being kind of lazy and and cheap. That <laughs> I just um, there you go to like the national. There's so many booths, and to go to every one because I'd want to make sure you know check out, do my research, make sure I get one that's the best deal. But it's just, you know, I'm so focused on, you know, we got our autograph tickets and getting the autographs and um, I don't have that much time to spend looking at cards, but I think that maybe is a future thing we'll be doing. I think that'd be kind of fun.
0: Yeah. It's probably less stressful than, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah you, you just go to the different, you just walk different around, booths, yeah.
1: see what they have and who's got the, like I said, who's willing to make a deal with you. Yeah, right. Try to
0: negotiate. Those are, all, that's always fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Be like, nah, nah, nah. I'm not gonna give you two thousand dollars for that Harmon card. I'll <laughs> give you, I'll give you twenty, twenty dollars. Yeah. I, again,
1: <laughs> my budget is probably anything. It's gonna have to be well under a hundred dollars for um, unless it's a great deal. I can't imagine spending more than that on a card.
0: Say so they had a graded ten Harmon Killebrew rookie card for seven hundred dollars. I, <laughs> I don't think I could do that. Well. Um,
1: if it's a grade of 10, I don't think you'd see that, but you never know.
0: I'm just saying, as a hypothetical here. Yeah. Would, would you go? Would you stretch your budget for something like that?
1: I'd have to have the extra cash on hand, I think, to do that. I don't know. That would be a tough one. Sell your autograph tickets. Yeah, possibly. But the thing that worries me, too, and this is more on eBay than being at a show, is that they have all these reprints now of those cards. So Tops would go back and oh, here's yeah? a, rep- a reprint of the 1955, you know, set. And when you see on eBay, it's like, well, is this the authentic nineteen fifty five card or is this a reprint from you know three years ago that Topps did? I mean it says on the back, if, but can you tell on eBay? You can see it on right. there. This is printed in whatever year it is. Right. Or, or it says reprint of whatever. So you know if it's a reprint, but if you're looking on eBay, they don't show you all the pictures, do you know for sure. Actually I sent a question to a seller about that. Because oh, you tell. Well, it just said um, on eBay, it seemed like the price was a little too good for what he was selling. And he said it was a graded four, but the picture he showed was a graded six Harman card. And I asked him a question, like, is this authentic? Because the price is pretty cheap. Or is it a reprint? And I also asked him if it was, um, which one was it? PSA 4, which is what your description says. But on the the picture, you show it's a PSA 6. So if it's a PSA 4, I'd like to see the picture of it. He hasn't responded or she... So I don't know. So i would a little suspicious of that one.
0: Yeah, that's weird. That if
1: they really wanted to sell it, then why isn't he answering or she answering? And if that's the case, if they're not answering, they're probably trying to hide something. So right. a little bit of a red flag there. And that's, you know, getting back into eBay, they just have to be careful of that stuff. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, that'd be pretty cool to bring that into the collection, but you got to be careful.
1: Make yep.
0: sure everything's on the up and up.
1: Yeah. But I, like I said, too, if you do go to a show now, um, I'm going to have a mission, I guess. So I'll, I think that's a good thing is, you know, this is what I want to get. So I know what I want to get. So that's what I'm looking for. So when I go to a, a booth and ask somebody who's selling cards, I'm not, you know, overwhelmed by, oh, my God, they got thousands and thousands of cards. What do I look for 1st And just like, do you have a Harman Killebrew card? Right.
0: And if so, where is it? How much is it? And go from there. Yeah. gives you something to do during the downtime while you're waiting for mm-hmm. autographs as well. Yep. So I think, uh, I want to end the podcast, maybe talking a little bit about the upcoming baseball season, uh, with, with, uh, opening day right around the corner coming up in two days from the release of this podcast. How are you feeling? You excited? Are we excited to get back into the stadium, get your hot dog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, we
1: got tickets uh, for May 1st, so by then hopefully the weather will be, you know, a little bit more consistent and warm. Right. Um, and they're playing, it's a Twins Royals game, so that should be, not a, you know, a game that you're too excited about, but it's just more the excitement of being at the game and being in the stadium. And, you know, just being back in the stadium and, um, like you said, getting a hot dog. I hope that, you know, I don't know if the concession stands will be open. I guess we'll find out. I'm hoping so, so that I can get, you know, some ballpark food.
0: Yeah, that uh, that'll be interesting. You know, with with uh, the pandemic, will it be open or not? I I'd, uh, I'd venture to guess that they won't be, which would be unfortunate. Well, I heard
1: something that it's all going to be um, contactless, so I'm guessing you will just order it on an iPad or something, and then the food will show up on the you know on the counter, and you go pick it up. Hmm. And you won't be, you know, exchanging money or anything with anybody. But we'll see.
0: Hmm. Interesting, yeah.
1: And I, I think it's only going to be, I don't know what they say about twenty five percent full or up to ten thousand maybe. So at least it won't be so crowded. Yeah. And our seats aren't bad. I think they're in the right field and
0: possibly home run territory. There we go. Got to start out the year right for the new season. Um, are you? What do you think? Is do you think the Twins are going to have a good team this year? I mean, Max Kepler. Got his first hit in spring training yesterday, first one since March second. Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
1: Was he been hurt, or is he just nope? Yikes! Well, it's time to get the you know maybe he's working on some things and experimenting with a you know new stance or whatever.
0: If that's uh, yeah. you know get it out of the way
1: in spring training before it
0: counts. I saw this argument on Twitter between some fans and uh, Lavelle E. Neal. Who mm-hmm. do you think should be the leadoff hitter for the Twins? It should be Kepler, or do you think it should be somebody more like Luis Arise?
1: I would rather have somebody
0: more like him. I think, like Arise. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's what I was thinking. He's very, he's a very good hitter with a very good eye, and seems to get on base a lot. You know, he's not going to hit for power, but kind of want your leadoff hitter just to get on base, yeah, get and, it started, know, get it moving. Kepler is more of a twenty-five home run type of guy. I'd rather have him. Well, that's something I always hated really about him. Not hated, but didn't like about Brian Dozier being a leadoff hitter for the Twins back in the day is, yeah, he could hit home runs, but dude, he was batting two nineteen. Like, that's not <laughs> what I want from my leadoff hitter. Right, yeah. You somebody that can get on base and set it up for the other guys. Mm-hmm. But what are you going to do? The Twins were, I mean, who am I to argue with the manager when the Twins are actually winning? Um, but, yeah, it should be an interesting season. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to it. I was just reading today
1: in the... Uh, paper about 25 years ago today uh Kirby Puckett discovered uh his problems with his eyes his the glaucoma that he had and um it pretty much ended his well did end his career at that point it was in spring training game and that morning he woke up and couldn't see out of one of his eyes and just thought it was a temporary thing but they had it checked out it ended up being glaucoma and it ended his career it's hard to believe that was 25 years ago man that's
0: such a shame. He was such a good player, such a great player. Oh, yeah. Nice I mean, guy.
1: He was on his way to, you know, 3,000 hits, I'm sure. I mean, he still made it in the Hall of Fame, but, boy, that right. that he was still at the top of his game at that time, and the Twins had just added Paul Molitor, and there was going to be a pretty deadly lineup. They had Chuck Knobloch, who was, you know, pretty good at that point. So it was going to be a decent team, I think. There was a lot of excitement, and then that happened.
0: Yeah, that's that's really unfortunate, and I know... I'll never forget, you know, I've mentioned the story a few times, but when we were at Harmon Killebrew's birthday and he told me to eat my steak, I'll never forget that <laughs> moment. And, yep. so yeah, that's uh, it's an unfortunate way to go out for your career, definitely. Mm-hmm. But, he, like you said, he had a great career, great player, Hall of Famer. Uh, just, like you said, sad that he could never reach those milestones due to, you know, health reasons. Mm-hmm. Right, right. All right, well. I think that about wraps up another episode of Collector and Son. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Collector underscore N underscore Sun. You can follow us on Facebook at Collector and Sun. Instagram at Collector underscore and underscore Son. And you can follow us on YouTube at Collector and Sun. Be sure to subscribe and like to help us grow our YouTube channel and follow us on the social medias to stay up to date with everything going on with Collector and Son. Uh, Remember to please leave a review and a rating on this podcast. It really helps uh, it grow. Even if you guys hated it, that's okay. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your feedback. Um, So that would be very much appreciated if you guys could do that. Um, Thanks again for listening. And anything else to add? Uh, No, I think that... um hopefully
1: in the next couple of issues or next couple of podcasts, we can talk about these cards that we talked earlier on and um, talk about getting them graded and go through that process. Cause I'm, I'm curious. I have never sent one in. Right. So, I mean, I know the process, how it works, but I'm just curious how it's going to work. And it'd be kind of, kind of, you know, fun and interesting to see what it comes back as and if it's a decent graded card or what. And I think, you know, the cost all depends on how fast you want it back so um, if we just do standard, is it you know, a couple of weeks? Is it a couple of months? How long will it take? So
0: hopefully we can discuss that in a future podcast. And if you have gone through that process before and you want to let us know your thoughts on it, um, be sure to hit us up on any of those social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, even YouTube. Leave a comment in our comment section. And yeah, until next time, be sure to keep it mint. And we'll see you later.